Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 15 Eternal Youth and Perchance to Dream. Hi, friends. This week is Eternal Youth and Perchance to Dream, which I don't know about you, Matt, but looking at those titles, did that did that mean anything at all to you? Nope. Too co- <laughs> Two episodes where I was like, what are these ones about? Yeah, and they both feature, like, prominently feature uh, classic Batman villains. So, mm-hmm. like, they should be like, oh, of course, that's a Killer Croc one. That's a Penguin one. No, <clears throat> nothing. We got no clues at all. No. So, you know, the penguin, his second most feared (laughs) villain. Oh, God, the penguin. (laughs) Oh, no. After I take care of the Joker, I still have that looming. (laughs) That's that's what his mind thinks. I'm a great threat to you, Batman. Anyone who goes whack, whack, whack is probably, except for Donald Duck. He's terrifying. No, it's pretty much uh, the penguin and Pac-Man. Uh-huh. No, that's Waka Waka. That's different. It's a variation. That is not scary. Just ask Fozzie Bear. <laughs> it's a short leap from the penguin to Fozzie Bear. Uh, so, Eternal Youth. You ready? Yeah, tell us about Eternal Youth. I shall. Poison Ivy, despite the glaring production error of her being in jail and then in Arkham, is now in neither of those places, but is instead terrorizing poor innocent rich people by turning them into trees. Not a joke, not an exaggeration. She literally sprays them with some kind of green mist or gas, if you must, and they actually become trees. Obviously, going to every mansion and doing each one of these personally is going to take a lot of time out of her looking at plants schedule. So Ivy accelerates this plot by creating something that rich people can't resist, an ego-stroking youth rejuvenation clinic. Bruce's ego somehow resists this stroking, but Alfred and his girlfriend Maggie, go Alfred, are always DTS, down to stroke, So they attend the clinic in Bruce's place, and are subsequently turned into trees. Bruce is suspicious. Has Alfred always been a tree, he wonders? This is new, right? So he takes the hang glider to confront Ivy, because Alfred usually gasses up the plane, and he's certainly not going to do that himself. (laughs) Then he fights Ivy and her bimbo goons, apparently crushing Ivy to death under the weight of a giant tree, which is not a rich person this time. Sometimes a tree is just a tree, Dr. Freud. (laughs) And he saves those environment-destroying monsters he calls his fellow billionaires, but I'm pretty sure that was only a side effect of saving Alfred. And he wasn't going to not save Alfred, because, I mean, come on. If he didn't, he'd be drowning in guano in the Batcave inside of a week. <laughs> Let me get the hose. Uh... The, uh, the, the, the Harley Quinn show version of Bruce just being a spoiled brat and mm-hmm. treating Alfred like, like the babysitter that has no power over him is basically, that's, that's how I see their relationship now. Yep. It's very Completely good. Displace the real one. It is, but it's not really fair because this Bruce is very kind to Alfred. Yes, I like the. I mean, this gets into my good thing. I love Alfred's apparent girlfriend wandering over. Yeah, and Bruce just going, "Do you guys want to go on a rom- on a romantic spa getaway for the weekend?" And she's like, "Hell yeah!" Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to bang in this mansion while you sleep during the day. <laughs> Bruce is also like go Alfred. Uh-huh. No, I lo- I I like that that Alfred has a girlfriend. You're right. It's great. I I, I did not remember this at all. Like I sort of had a vague re- recollection of this episode. Like I knew I'd seen it, but mm-hmm. I had no idea that Alfred had a girlfriend that popped up at one point. Only unfortunately at one point the yeah. uh, the overly pedantic DC wiki does occasionally have some gems and what they said was it was the intention of the producers to uh, to have her be recurring, but they never brought her back. Sure. Which is too bad. It's nice. It'd be nice for Alfred to have just like some, like one part of the extended cast to connect to Alfred instead of to Bruce. Like, yeah. even if it was part of his family or like, it doesn't have to be a girlfriend. Girlfriend's nice, but mm-hmm. just can Alfred have one thing that doesn't also belong to Bruce? You know? No, he can't. Apparently not. Very good, sir. I can't have nice things. I guess I should go upstairs and look at my fire for three hours. (laughs) How about that? Mm. Now, that that starts to make a little more sense. (laughs) No, and actually, this ties into my good thing. Mm -hmm. 
I like when any Batman story works in Alfred and it doesn't feel contrived or stupid. Like we've seen, I don't know on this show necessarily, but we've seen you probably more than me stories where they're like desperately trying to make Alfred part of the action. And it's like, Oh boy, this doesn't work at all. You were, you were bending over backwards and this is terrible. Well, sometimes it's really hard to slip a English Butler into a, into your crime stories. Yeah, I know. But first of all, the show can be anything you want it to be. Sure. Like there's a lot of latitude to, to stretch the reality a bit, but Mm. also try harder, man. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's not immediately apparent, so you got to work at it. But that's that's the point. Like, make it good, you know? And they did. Like, this totally tracks. Like, he happened to be standing there with Maggie, and he's like, yeah, Bruce is like, you guys take it. I don't want yeah. it. And it fit. And it's I just, like <laughs> Alfred is so good in this show. Like, Yeah, he is. And especially, like, this show doesn't really, aside from the occasional Robin, Robin appearance, like, Alfred's the other guy, basically, you know? Yep. Like, He's the other lead on this show. He's in the top credits. Yeah. And so, as well you know, he should be. And, you know, it's nice to give him stuff to do. It's nice. <laughs> nice for him now, to have a nice time occasionally. Now, next week, we actually will be covering part one of the two part Robin story. Like, yes, I and I mistakenly earlier in the podcast said it was his origin story. And it's not, but it ties to his origin story. Mm-hmm. It's like the guy who killed his parents is still around and he's he kind of goes off the deep end trying to stop him but uh isn't it like, like it's a flashback episode too or something uh, there there are flashbacks yes but the 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 stuff that happens now and you know we'll talk about this next week yeah. and the week after because the two-parter gets split up but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's this guy's still out there and i gotta stop him and that's that's a good way to bring him in if you don't just want to do the straight origin yeah just flash back to it but make it more about what's going on now but like there's still little hints that robin's here sometimes and it's like, but but is he? Is, is he, though? And I don't really, I've said this before, I don't care about continuity, mm-hmm. but I do like the show to tell me when characters are, are part of the story or not, so I know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just, it's like, just it, tell, me, tell me what's going on. Is he important, all. or like, yeah. just tell me that, like, yeah. should I expect should I... Robin occasionally? Maybe. And it, it comes up in the next episode where he, like, sits bolt upright in bed. And, ah, Robin! Uh, okay. Talking about Robin again, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, from uh, How I Met Your Mother, that's a thing, right? There I, you go, yeah. I, I That's where I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Howard Stern Robin, there you go. I, uh, I'm a big fan of that, of that guy. Well, you uh, won't be soon, sir. That doesn't age know. very well. <laughs> don't need that, thanks. Yeah, well, in 92, fucking everybody. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I didn't, but, like, most people. <laughs> anyway, no, I, I liked that this was sort of Alfred-centric. I liked, you know, I and again, I hate to keep going to the Harley show, because it's a good show, but it's not as good as this show, and, and their comedy takes on the characters. But I love their version of Ivy as well, where, like, wait, they think I'm a villain? I love I love Harley's version of Ivy so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's it'd be, again because what she's doing in this episode, like okay, maybe don't torture people, but you know, she's going after people who are like clear cutting rainforests. Yeah, like she doesn't just kill randos. For she hasn't killed anyone. She's turning them into trees, and to her, that's actually a gift. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're a tree now. Yeah, the best thing, a plant. And that's also like after after uh, you know after Bruce saves all of them, it's just like, well, these probably, people probably should still get arrested. Like, yeah, Ivy's not wrong. But yeah, exactly. And let's talk about the straight up body horror. Of oh man, turning into tree. Like they definitely play that up in the animation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it starts like very good. It starts with just like this woman getting just sort of frozen in place, and that's not great. No, but like, like towards the end of the episode when like Batman walks into this field full of like people who have just been twisted into I'm trees. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure at this point it counts as a forest of people. Sure. Yeah, but it, just and like j- just screaming in agony. Yeah, everyone's got this frozen look of horror or actual screaming on their face, as except they... for one guy who was flexing. But uh... yeah, maybe that was Flex Mentello. Oh, could be. Mm-hmm. He was flexing so hard that he would he could change people back. Could be. Mm-hmm. But then she she turned him into a tree before that happened. Mm-hmm. No, it's the thing is that could be so silly. Like 
I absolutely have seen similar ideas in like kids' cartoons where oh, yeah. it's just like, oh, they're a tree. Now they're back. Or mm-hmm. it, and it'll be like a tree with a guy's face just like sort of looking a little sad, but it's just fine. Like, it's a living. Yeah. But this just looked like straight like they're they're still alive and yep. they know what's happening to them and they can't move mm-hmm. and that's that's horrible and that's it looks horrible. A nightmare. Yeah, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And again, in her mind, she's probably not even doing anything bad to them. She's just like, now you can't do any harm and mm-hmm. you're a plant, which is good. I don't see what the problem here is, Batman. It's win win. Like she even has sort of a we're not so different, you and I speak. She does. She but like does. <laughs> She really thinks it. She's like, why are you bothering me? Yep. These guys are all assholes. I got a long list of crimes that they've all committed, and you apparently don't care because they're not a murder clown. Especially Bruce Wayne, who isn't here for some reason, but he's also bad. Uh, I have it on good authority that Bruce Wayne was actually trying to stop. Yeah. Okay, why do you keep defending that guy? I'm pretty sure that actually Bruce Wayne really likes plants. (laughs) Um. He said one time, we, we, we hang out sometimes because, you know, yeah, we're both we were cool. And we both wear the same size shirts. <laughs> no, it's, and, you know, I, I, uh, I kind of sympathize with her, unlike most, not all of the villains, but most of them. Yeah. Mo- I mean, most of them, like, for as tragic as their origins might be, like, they go to killing pretty quickly. Yeah, I guess, I guess it depends. You know, don't maybe don't poison the reservoir. Like I feel bad for Clayface, but you still shouldn't murder people. Uh, if or maybe he'd just mur- maybe just murder that one guy. I was gonna say if he'd murdered Roland Daggett, that would have been okay. That would have been then, okay. Then you stop there. Maybe maybe Daggett and like germs. Yeah, but that's it. That was his name, right? Germs. Yeah, germs. He you didn't call like him germs. the thing he's. You call him the thing he's most scared of. Oh, look at you! So scared of germs over here. We're gonna call you germs. You guys aren't very cool. This is not a very helpful workspace for me. That That's why my shitty old friends used to call me mortality. Because <laughs> I was, you know, scared mm-hmm. of aging and dying. <laughs> um, I don't have a ton to say about this one. Like, I'm not done yet, but... Yeah. Like, we, we were kind of closing in on being done. There's just not, like... It's, I mean, I liked you know, it. Yeah, like... Oh, was this your... Oh, no, that's just your bad thing. Never mind. Okay. Well, I mean, we could talk about that. I already yeah. basically said it in my summary. Uh, one of the cut to commercial act breaks is a dramatic shot of Ivy. Like, it's some great reveal that none of us had figured out. She was literally in the first scene. Like, we saw p- part of her costume and mm-hmm. her face. We heard her voice. Like, it's all a- the things that tell you it's her are right there. It's a woman in a bathing suit with red hair chasing somebody with a gas gun. Who the hell else is it going to be? Now, she's wearing a trench coat, so you only see a piece of the bathing suit. Yeah, that's but like it, the, the fucking Ben Grimm disguise there. Yeah. Ain't no one ever going to know who I am under this disguise stretch. Yeah, that, that was definitely invented by the Fantastic Four. <laughs> wearing a trench coat to disguise yourself. Ben, I'm the smartest person in the world, but I can't cure you, and also I can't give you any way to disguise yourself other than this mask and nose. <laughs> well, I'm just going to go down and get some Hulk hands, I guess. <laughs> Ah, jeez, here I am on Yancey Street again. Uh-huh. How do you know it's the thing otherwise? <laughs> More of this will come up when we get to our Fantastic Four podcast. I mean, there, there is a group of characters in Batman Beyond that are basically the Fantastic Four. That's true. So, you know, <laughs> it'll come up anyway because it's one of your go-tos. But I do but like also, the Fantastic Four. Yes, I, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. It's come up once or twice or a thousand times before. I've gathered, sir, yes. Uh, what was your bad thing about this episode? Uh, I had a hard time finding one. Like, this episode's good, I guess. Like, it's not going to make either of our top tens, I think, but it wasn't, like, there wasn't a whole lot to find fault with. No, I, um, like, it's a good-looking episode. Like, this is not one where they got the bad animation team. I just, you know. It's so got Batman- a good premise, and yeah. it's got, like, like if you're going to do one of the, the classic villains, one of your sort of top ten villains, this is a good plot for her. Like, it's yeah. solid. It's, like, it's a very generic Saturday morning cartoons plot but like between the body horror and like the alfred's girlfriend stuff it kind of elevates it and this this doesn't quite fall under kids love batman but it's definitely a little more sophisticated than your average cartoon just like the politics of it like oh yeah i don't know that a kid necessarily would understand the nuance of of rich people are doing bad things to trees and someone's Mm. trying to punish them for it maybe yeah i don't know but 
you know what I mean? Like the the idea of her being this environmental. Well, uh, Batman actually has a specific word for it that you took issue with. Yeah. So Batman refers to Ivy as an eco terrorist. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's eco terrorist, Kevin. Come on, man. You're making cartoons in the '90s. You must know the word eco. I I think it's both. I think you can say it either way. I appreciate I, that that most people say eco, but I'm pretty sure either either is accurate. I just I feel like the echo terrorist is the one in the gorge killing people who are trying to destroy the gorge. Because Boss Biggis is in there? Probably. I would destroy that gorge. Uh-huh. I had to stop him from looking for gold war. <laughs> I mean, but you, you remember Echo the Dolphin, right? Well, yeah, but he used echolocation. He was a dolphin. Yeah, but it was a pun because he's a dolphin who uses echo, but also it was, wasn't it an environment game? It probably. It was about a dolphin. Yeah, I mean, everything. Dolphins do- anything dolphin related is also environment related. Probably. That's the rule of the 90s. I mean, at least there weren't any pollution factories. I mean that we were aware. I'm sure Echo the Dolphin fought a pollution factory. Probably. I know he fought a fucking uh, H.R. Giger xenomorph at the end of the game. <laughs> hey, really? Giger? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He fought Echo the Dolphins. <laughs> no, I'm talking about... I'm not talking about you, son. I'm talking about the heliotropic body. <laughs> my greatest creation, fighting mm-hmm. my second greatest creation, <laughs> Echo the Dolphins. <laughs> my original design had a lot more tentacles. Picture, if you will, the dolphin is covered with penises and vaginas. Mm, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Put all uh, of this in a book that Matt will sell at his store for $80. Mm-hmm. It gets stolen uh, every week. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't make any photosynthesis jokes. I try not to because I have a dark time pronouncing it. Ah, well, okay. That's a, that's a good written joke for me, but... Uh, Fair enough. No one's going to understand what I'm talking about anyway, and that's completely fine. <laughs> um, What else? I Yeah, man. Like I said, I don't have a ton to say, and I didn't dislike it. I just sometimes, you know, no, it was a- some decent action sequences, some good designs. Like, like you say it's generic and you're not wrong, mm-hmm. but it, there's also some, like, nice takes. Like, yeah, okay, People Turned Into Trees was almost certainly done by... I don't know, Thundercats or whatever, sure. but like, but this show made it look cool and interesting, not just the horror part of it, but just like the, the weird branches, especially the, the big tree that, that nearly kills Ivy at the end. Yeah. Just like, you know, they put their little, their little touches on it, I think. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, it did have old people boning though. It, that's true. So that's, that's what I chose for my kids love Batman moment. Cause you know, up until very recently on, on any podcast we've done, the idea of, of old people having sex would have just revolted you, but now you're cheering it on. I mean, you, I mean it's really... true, but you forget how much I like Alfred. But Alfred's an old person, and you hate old people. I do. I'm complicated. No, I, I choose to think you've grown. Mm. That that you've evolved. You've, you're getting better, man. Yeah. As I get closer and closer to the grave, I too want to have sex when I get older. Yes. You see? The, the reason I've always been sort of sympathetic with old people is because I've been closer to that than you. So mm. there you go. Um, and we had a little we had a little misunderstanding with our hey, it's oh, that guy. And, yeah, I want to get and, into that for a sec, too. Matt, Matt cannot be faulted for this, because if you weren't there, it doesn't make sense to you. You're like, well, her name's Julie Brown and she was on MTV. That's downtown Julie Brown. No, it's not. There was there were two Julies Brown. Downtown and regular style. What what really bugged me was I did some research, too, because it's like I saw Julie Brown. And I'm like, oh, maybe because I've heard uh-huh. Al talk about her before. So I looked it up and it's like, yes, Julie Brown, who was on MTV. I'm like, nailed it. All right. Yeah. No, it's the other. OK, so the Julie Brown who was in this mm-hmm. played sort of a bimbo type character in a lot of things. That was sort of her comedy persona. Mm-hmm. Like she did a song called The Homecoming Queen's Got a Gun. Uh, she did a couple other novelty songs that were pretty good. Uh, but she was an MTV VJ that that did sort of comedy stuff. And then downtown Julie Brown was a woman of color who was English. So it's, you know, not hard to tell them apart visually. Sure. Or, or voice wise. It's just like they had the same name and everyone on that channel picked a dumb, like uh, pseudo name. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they both decided to keep Julie Brown. It was just a weird choice. Got to represent my, uh, where I came from. But she played one of Ivy's sort of uh, bimbo goons, mm-hmm. and 
I quite liked that Ivy had that and they weren't like dressed all slutty and like there to just be sexy. Like yeah. they were they were a little dumb, but they were just like just like the big well, you know, the big beefy goon villains, they were dumb. You know, like yeah. it was nice. No, I, I really like Poison Ivy just like I have to hire some people to help out with with this. Mm-hmm. These'll do. Yep. And you know, this show never overtly says that she's into ladies, but we we all know. I mean, yeah. yeah we all know. Yeah. Come on, Pam, you're not fooling anyone. No. Um I also I, like the, the the video uh that they send to Bruce where they're bo- like they're wearing like little togas or something. Mhm. Um it looks a lot like an episode of the Harley show where they go to Thamascara. Yeah, it does. But uh, she's she's an excellent choice to play just a, like a, you know, a, a typical airhead. She's oh my good. god, it's Batman. Mhm. Uh what else? How's it going, Batman? Mhm. I knew Batman. F- fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to hard to like uh throw a batarang at somebody who's so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, that's that's all I have. I think that's you. everything I got. All right. Well, then how about we move on to I I left the title in inadvertently for last week's episode, uh, Dreams in Darkness, because I thought that's what the title was, but it's perchance to dream entirely uh-huh. different thing. Yep. Eye of the Beholder. Don't be fooled. So please, Matt, tell us what happens in Perchance to Dream, which is a Hamlet reference, by the way. Thank you, oh. DC Wiki, for that. The name of the book is The Adventures of Hamlet, excuse me. Of course. No, Hamlet's Adventures in Denmark. <laughs> There's something rotten in the state of Wonderland. <laughs> I mean, there is. It's Jervis fucking Tetch. <laughs> what an odd thing to bring up as you talk about Perchance to Dream. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. So Batman is on an, another exciting, cartoon-worthy adventure when something falls on his head and he wakes up in bed as <laughs> Bruce Wayne. How did I get here, Alfred? Did Robin save me? Who's Robin? Alfred asks, echoing everybody watching this show. Bruce tries. Uh, sorry, en- I, I think you mean echoing everyone who's <laughs> watching the show. All right. Bruce tries to enter the Batcave, only discover that it's just a regular wall behind a clock. Somebody stole my dinosaur. He mutters to himself, which is when his parents come in, alive and bepearled. Okay, hold the phone. Something is definitely wrong here, and if I know my Batman villains, it's that fucking scarecrow again using his fucking fear gas. But no. Bruce Wayne is apparently a wealthy young gadabout with extremely alive parents that he lives with, which is pretty embarrassing for him, honestly. But he's also about to marry Selina Kyle without all her weird cat fetishes, so life is looking pretty sweet. Until Bruce sees Batman swing by. Okay, if I'm not Batman, and he is Batman, he must have my dinosaur! Bruce freaks freaks out, escapes his mansion, buys a grappling hook from the general store in my D&D game, and goes to the giant bell tower from Batman 89. You know, the one that he threw the Joker off of. Then he yells at the sky until Batman shows up. So it turns out that Bruce is actually trapped in a devious dream machine created by his arch nemesis, Madison Haddison. <laughs> Didn't I put you in jail last week, Bruce asks. When did you find time to build a mean dream machine? <laughs> I've had a lot of free time since I stopped stalking Victoria Jackson, Madison replies. That wasn't Victoria Jackson, it was What's-Her-Face from Twin Peaks, says Bruce. What? Madison replies. Then Bruce punches him for a while. Finally, Bruce realizes that he can escape the dream by dying, and he jumps out the window, breaking the spell and awakening. The real Madison Haddison is about to explain the convoluted reason why he doesn't know who Batman is, even though the, the dream version of him does, but then Batman punches him in his big stupid teeth. I like your original one better. You said punches his big tupid, stupid teeth in the face. <laughs> That is That's better. such a delightfully, intentionally awkward turn of phrase there. <laughs> Unfortunately, also, I forgot about it when I was approaching it, and it's like, oh, fuck. No, I do that all the I time. Bailed I bailed on I, the tone of this one. No, I fix the wording of mine constantly in my head. I, I get it. Mm. But also, I got to say, I love Where Is My Dinosaur? The, when I was like, as we were prepping to, to do the show and I skimmed over your summary, like, that cracked me the fuck up the first time. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, sir. Quite nice. Um... So, yeah, Mad Hatter again already, I, I guess. I mean, you know, look, the show, the, this first season had 50-some episodes or mm-hmm. some ridiculous number like that. It's 65, actually. And I'm sure the order was not something they had total control over. They probably didn't mean to do three Scarecrow episodes in out of ten mm-hmm. and then two Mad Hatter ones right on top of each other. It just, it feels like to me, 
hey, Roddy McDowell, we've got you in the studio. Do you just want to do another fucking Mad Hatter episode before we go to lunch? You're only in it for like five minutes. Well, they haven't. The Planet of the Apes people haven't called in 15 years. Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> Ooh, it says here they're doing a remake. Oh, they're not calling me. Ooh. <laughs> I'm right now. Oh, oh. And it's Tim, it's Tim Burton, I see. Well, I'm going to go hang out with my brother Malcolm. <laughs> Hello. Pretty sure they're brothers, right? I'm Malcolm McDowell. And I'm Roddy McDowell. I killed Captain Kirk. I want to have sex with a woman who has wants to have nothing to do with me. And who's the real monster here? <laughs> Jesus. You're gross, so, Roddy. So, this isn't exactly my bad thing, but this really jumped... Actually, this doesn't usually happen, mm. but I was falling asleep last night, and I woke up with, like and immediately thought, wait... Why did the Mad Hatter do this? Like, apparently, I was still... Th I didn't even realize I was still thinking about I it. I just love the idea of you bolting bat, <laughs> bolting upright in bed, just like... Well, wait a minute. What was the point of all that? That's that's kind of what happened. I gotta call Jervis and get him to explain this to me. No, it's... I was trying to think, like, you, you raise a valid point, and we need to get into this, about uh -huh. why he doesn't see who he is, or see what the dream is, even. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, he doesn't pull the mask off. That's a thing that always happens, whatever. But he also, like, there's a dream happening that involves Bruce Wayne. Surely he must know and wonder why Bruce Wayne is such a big part of this dream. No, yeah, right? No, doesn't matter. But um, I, I was just trying to think. His whole idea, like, his, his big monologue is, now, and then you'll be out of my way forever. And he thinks he's being kind because he's giving him, like, his, his greatest it's, desires. Yeah, fantasy. And I get that. I do. But... To get him out of the way for what? Like, like the Mad Hatter to this point is about trying to get a girl to like him, which mm -hmm. is gross. And that's it. He's not trying to take over the city. He's not trying to do some big scheme like poison the reservoir. Like he's not doing anything Batman's in the way of apart from trying to creep out that one girl. Yeah. So why does he need Batman out of the way? Like, I don't get it. I feel I get the feeling Jervis took getting arrested really hard. Like well, it's just, yeah, he's but sort there's of, a... he's sort of sitting in his cell in Arkham and just like, did I make some real bad mistakes in my life? Because last week things were not great, but I had a job, mm -hmm. you know, I had and prospects. The... And it's that meme of Skinner going, no, the children are wrong, but but no. children is blacked out and it says Batman. Yeah, exactly. No, no, it's Batman who's wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I get that, but I feel like there's a middle step of, okay, well, then I'll prepared. make him pay. I hope you're prepared for a remarkable luncheon, Batman. <laughs> Steamed hams. Well, Madison, you're an odd fellow, but you steam a good ham. <laughs> Alice screaming from upstairs. Help! <laughs> <clears throat> terrible. Not terrible if it's Victoria Jackson, though. No. That, no, that would be fine, honestly. Yeah, but the real Alice, not that she doesn't deserve that. Mm -hmm. Um... I didn't dislike this one. Like, I usually, when, you know, when we did Star Trek, I hated this kind of thing. Where, oh, yeah. Okay, this is all fake, and we know it's fake. Let's just get on with it. But this show usually does a good job of, like, you know, we're going to figure that out. But for now, let's just explore what that means. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like that. And this actually kind of ties into your good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's nice seeing Bruce happy with his family for exactly five minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get to see Batman be happy for very long and i kind like he has this sort of revelation at like the halfway point of the episode like just before he sort of realizes everything's horrible where it's like wait so batman's out there helping people i don't have to worry about that i can just get married to this nice lady and spend the rest of my life with my parents this is all i ever wanted yeah and it's it's good because there definitely is that guilty part of him that's like, okay, my parents weren't murdered, but the city still needs Batman. Oh, yeah. wait, there's Batman. Yeah. The the only thing I think this episode is missing, um, it would be really nice to have is, like, if this is all true, then Robin doesn't exist. Right. And I would I would have liked to, like, and they even call, say his name in the episode. So, like, this isn't an episode where Robin doesn't exist. Right. It would just nah. be nice to, like, oh, that boy I adopted probably isn't doing too great. No, and, I mean, there's nothing inherent, like, there's nothing connected to Batman about uh, the Graysons being killed, so yeah. that probably still happened. Yeah, it probably did. Or or not, because this is all, it's not an alternate timeline, it's a dream. So, yeah. like, he could dream a good life for Dick, I don't I see why that's not. true. Fucking circus rolls through town. Boy, I love mm -hmm. being in the circus in the 1990s. 
This then, job, I'm going to keep this job forever. Yeah. And then the Flying Graysons do an amazing show and go on to the next town, and that's mm-hmm. all. We're off to Metropolis. See you, folks. <laughs> now to go have dinner with my good friend, Harvey Dent. Uh-huh. Boy, I love having a completely clean face, Bruce. What an odd thing to say. I'm going to start calling you Harvey One-Face. <laughs> I mean, that's no more awkward than calling you Harvey Two-Face. <laughs> Which is part of your name, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but, like, in Star Trek, they would always try to make you feel like this was the new reality. They would try to get you on the character's yeah. side. And it there's no, we're not buying it. It and doesn't work, because we know how TV is. Also... This, like, Bruce didn't spend the entire episode telling everyone they're crazy. There was a good, like, a beat or two of him reacting and, and adjusting. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, okay, I guess this is where I live now. I'm going to just settle in. And that's the five minutes you're talking about. Yeah. Whereas a lot of stories like this, the entire time, they're just refusing to no! admit it. And it's like, I get that that's what a real person would and should do, but it's mm-hmm. not interesting to watch. Yeah. To just, like... Anytime you do any kind of fantasy or sci-fi thing and characters spend the entire story telling you how impossible it is, that's so boring to me. Yeah, because it's just like, we'll get to, get to the point, you know? This is the reality of your story. Let's just live in it instead of constantly telling us it can't happen because it yeah. clearly can happen because we're seeing it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just like, that's a that's a nitpick I've always had about this kind of thing. Yeah. And they don't fall into that trap. I love the exchange where Bruce is getting a little mad and a little shitty to Alfred about, mm-hmm. like, he's he goes to the clock and he pulls the thing and nothing happens. And he's like, Alfred, where's the Batcave? Uh, what? The the Batcave. The, you know, I pull a lever on this clock and I go down and there's a giant computer. The Batcave. And he's got this excellent sarcastic tone, like, I'm not the crazy one here. There's a big coin, and there's a car that, that we made just for me, and there's a boat. Oh, God, I am crazy. Never mind. I have a really big car down there. Yes. And a plane, and a boat, and a submarine, which is different than the boat. <laughs> and maybe a helicopter? I'm not sure. but It depends on the continuity. Sometimes I have a helicopter. Yeah. And uh, if they want to make a helicopter toy, they'll find a reason for me to have a helicopter. Sure. I had that helicopter toy. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, I, I like it. And actually, this is kind of my good thing. There's some very good voice acting from Conroy in this one. Oh, yeah. We actually, um, we are about to drop a bonus episode for, for any uh, supporters of our Patreon. And it's uh, patreon.com slash Algar. Uh, if you donate at any level whatsoever, you can choose to get this reward mm. uh, yeah, as little as a dollar. Um, uh, that We're doing the direct-to-video DC uh, movies. We, yes. we started with uh, Superman Doomsday. And... One of the things I was criticizing was the uh, the choice that they got for, for Superman was shitty on a bunch of levels, but also had scenes where he had to play against himself as a different version of the same character and he couldn't pull it off. Here, Kevin Conroy has to do the same thing and completely nails it. Like, this is what I was talking about over there, but done right. Yeah. This is like Bruce versus Batman feels like two completely different characters and it's just the same guy talking to himself, but it feels so real mm. you know and that's what a good voice actor is yeah you you can share a scene with yourself he also does thomas wayne's voice that, that not that one's not quite as good it did bother that's me i get it takes but... his that's sort of it, it's just it's his bruce voice but like a little pitched up a little higher awesome. yeah. yeah i like see i like that but hi I, I get... bruce i'm your dad <laughs> is this life with louie <laughs> yeah hi louie hi mom Where's your dad? I'm over here, honey. Yep. Good old life with Louie. <laughs> what but a no, great I, show that everyone remembers. I mean, it, it was a contemporary of this show. Uh-huh. So both if, the, they were both Fox, uh, Fox Kids Fox Kids. Shows. Yeah. Yep. Stay so, t- stick around for Batman the Animated Series, followed by yet another hilarious episode of Life with Louie. No, the uh, shitty Bobby's World ripoff. No, because uh, uh, Life with Louie was Saturday mornings and this was weekday, so it yep. wouldn't have been. You, you know, are completely correct. Good call. Um, ac- um, actually, <laughs> no, the the Batman audiences would be spared that is what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not no, trying to. Batman n- came before X-Men. Uh, Wait, hey. in, in your market, maybe. In mine, X-Men was on Saturday mornings and The Tick was on before that. That was it, yeah. I, watched I, couldn't, the watch tick. E- I couldn't watch either because I had to go to karate class. Ah, 
I had to do that for like a week, and right. then I hated it and mercifully didn't have to anymore. But, yeah, it uh, sucked, but you know my parents were paying for it, so I guess I have yeah. to do it for three years. No, I and think never all, get any better. I think we've all been some variation of there. Fortunately, my mom like showed me mercy on those things, and mm-hmm. okay, okay, you don't have to do this anymore. You can stop now. <laughs> Thank you. But no, what I would do is watch the tick and then turn it off because I don't care for the X Men. Mm. Um. Let's see what else. Uh, well, let's talk about your bad thing. Did yeah, we have, I guess we've already kind of we, talked we, about. We this, got over it pretty much, which is just like Mad Hatter's plan doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, I get no. What I what, what I focused on is a, is a different aspect of it. You have a whole different angle here. Well, it's like I get trapping Batman in a dream world, but like you don't bother to like take his mask off or like know what it is like the yep. script is just bending over backwards to keep the hatter from knowing that bruce is batman and none of this is worth it you know no and this episode was actually written by an author that you quite like uh, oh yeah Joe R. lansdale and i i i appreciate that you do and actually amanda does as well uh but my I first know that my oh yeah yeah uh, because when i noticed his name was on arguably the worst episode of this entire series mm, which one uh, Batman versus farm animals. Yeah, that's a bad one. Do you remember that one? I remember. I know I've seen it. I can't. Couldn't tell you anything about it. I it's real I late. It sucked. It's real late in the series. It's like one of the one of the very last ones, and it's not because they ran out of ideas. Because there's some good ones on either side of it. Mm. But it's 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 in the new Batman Adventures. It's it's very late in the run, so we won't get to it for a while. But it's. A, a farmer breeds giant farm animals, and Batman fights them. And the third act fight is in a rocket silo. It's and it's just as stupid as it sounds. I mean, that sounds amazing, but uh... yeah, if you play up the camp, but they play it pretty seriously. Oh, no, I don't want to see Batman fight a giant cow. I mean, I maybe want to see it honestly. I would like to see Adam West Batman fight a giant cow. <laughs> That's what, or Brave and the Bold. You know what I mean? Like again, embrace the camp. Yeah. But this Batman, eh. but anyway, so yeah. that's like, that's my, that was, oh, Joe Arlens. Okay. Well, he wrote the, that, that episode. Yeah. So good. No, I, I mean, this script is fine. Like, yeah, except for the it. glaring thing that you're pointing exactly. out. Exactly. That... It's got some holes in it, but like, I didn't hate this one. <sighs> the thing is, it's just the plot of, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the, uh, What's the title? It's a it's a Superman story. Oh, um, whatever happened to the man? In, or uh, what do you get the man who has everything? That's it. I I was making the same mistake you just did. I was gonna call it whatever happened because they both start with a que- like they're yeah, both no, a that, question. Well, they're also both Alan Moore. Uh, R- yeah, exactly. Comics. And that story is great and will be adapted in JLU sometime later. Yeah, is effectively the same thing. It's effectively what if the defining tragedy of this hero's life didn't happen and he had a happy life with his family after all. Mm-hmm. Only there there it's treated with much more like he's tempted by it because at one point he's offered the like he can come out because he knows it's fake and he he's tempted to stay. Yeah. Because like and it's it's this great dream world and we'll talk about it when we get to it obviously. But like it's this great dream world where like Krypton's still there and his wife is basically Lois. Yeah. Like it sort of merges all the best things that he got from Earth with what he would have had in Krypton, and mm-hmm. like it's it's to me it's a better version of the story. Is my point? Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. And that comic would have been around at this point, so this might have been a deliberate riff on that. I could definitely see that. I know fucking Joe Lansdale fucking reads Batman comics. Well, and you know it's I mean it was an Alan Moore comic from like the the 80s, and yeah. everyone was all about that guy then. Absolutely. So, like even people who didn't read a ton of comics probably read that. Is my mm-hmm. point. Um. But yeah, I I didn't dislike this, but I, the story's going to be done better later in this in this universe with a different character. So, also the that. animation in this is pretty rough. Yeah, Amanda was like, uh, "Boy, this is this is they they can't hide behind it being a Mad Hatter episode with this rubbery animation." And then yeah. he showed up, and she's like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, you win this round." That's not why they did it, but you know, <laughs> no, it just looked like shit. Yeah, there's a there's a shot of Bruce when he's looking confused and he's got t- his eyes are pointing off in random directions. Oh, yeah, there's a so he's watching Batman like, you know, the other Batman, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, fighting crime during the day, which should be a red flag, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guy like he, he swings on a rope and he and he drops the guy on the on like uh, safely to the street 
And when the guy lands, he's got like googly eyes. Uh huh. Like both his eyeballs just spin wildly. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just like, what? What just happened? You put a fucking like Animaniacs sound effect in there, and and you know this is a comedy. Doing. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else hear that doing? I think this no. might be a dream. No, Bruce. What are you talking about? Well, and this takes me to my bad thing. So mm-hmm. the big, the big tip off that he's in a dream is he can't. Like, he looks in books, and they're nonsense. They're just a jumble of letters. Yeah. You can't read. And it turns out later, like, you can't read in dreams because dreaming is the left side of the brain and reading is the right side. Or maybe yeah. I got them backwards. But uh, it, everything I've heard more recently says that that science was disproven, that mm-hmm. the right side, left side is not so clearly demarcated. But also, I read in dreams all the time. We both do. Like I have, I have entire dreams where I'm just sitting and reading a book. They're mm-hmm. real boring. No, I have... I this has irritated me since I saw it as a kid. Like I remember this bit distinctly. You can't read yeah, dreams, and I'm like, me too. I'm pretty sure you can. Now maybe you're not visually seeing the letters. Mm-hmm. I know I don't think very visually. My dreams, I could not really describe what things look like, uh-huh. and I think way more in sounds, and I get sort of impressions. So in my head, I might be imagining I'm looking at a book, but I'm not literally seeing letters. I'm just getting the information in my head. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? So maybe, maybe technically, I don't know. It still doesn't feel right. I remember very distinctly I had a dream once where I got killed and then credits started rolling. <laughs> Who played you? Good question. I was standing behind the credits. They were backwards. So I yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's, it just, it felt like one of those, I read this in a, on page five of a Psych 101 textbook and that's yeah. the book of my episode. And it's like, yeah. you could do better than that. Yeah, no, uh, that's... <laughs> If you'd done, like, even a minute of research, like, no. There, but there's so many interesting, maybe wrong, but still interesting thoughts about the subconscious that are better than that. Well, and, like, this just reminds me, like, the entire character of Deathstroke is built around the idea that, like, he uses he uses 90% of his brain and the rest of us only use 10. It's yeah, like, that's, that's not a thing. Too. Yeah, but come on, most of the sci-fi premises that superheroes like older superheroes are built on are built on junk science now like either it was junk to begin with or it's been disproven you just kind of have to look the other way the entire marvel universe is based on the idea that radiation doesn't give you cancer right and that uh, yeah i mean there's lots of there's lots of stuff like that i mean we talk about this when we covered superman doomsday but Mm -hmm. like and we're not we're not gonna pull on this thread because it will unravel the entire cape yeah but Superman's powers didn't make sense in the 30s and they definitely don't make sense. Oh, the sun's a different color so you can shoot lasers out of your eyes? What? Well, I mean, the nice thing in the 30s was just that he has superpowers because he's an alien from space. It's only later when they're like, red sun, fucking whatever. Well, it's because you want to give him weaknesses so you want to be able to take that away. I I get that, but, you know. Also, I'm I'm willing to buy alien has powers. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, things that we do probably seem like powers to other aliens who can't, I don't know, smell things. Whittle. They don't have a sense of smell, and we we have that. It's an amazing new power. Uh-huh. Able mm-hmm. to detect anything just by its scent? Mm-hmm. What creatures are these? You can detect chemical particles through a sense that we, we can't even conceive of. Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. I mean, that seriously, if you describe that to someone who's never had it, it sounds like a fucking magic power. Yep. And all our senses seem like that, really. And, you know, not difficult. We're going to make old comics about you where you beat up landlords. Cool. Yeah. And Nazis. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. So Leslie Tompkins and uh, Martha Wayne are both in this, and they are both exactly the same as each other. Matt, why did you say Martha? Okay, I got that out of the way. All right. Yeah, you're waiting. right. And I was my no-prize explanation is... Uh, Bruce was basically raised by Martha, or not Martha, she's dead. She was shot right in front of him. Uh, Leslie Tompkinson thinks of her as a mother, so, mm-hmm. you know. And my no-no prize for that is uh, we don't use Martha that often. Let's just use the Leslie mm-hmm. model. We'll Could be. A, we'll give her a, a hat or something. Mm-hmm. No, and she looks like, like Leslie did, looks like Aunt May. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got uh, Diana Mulder back to do her voice, which yeah. that was cool. Always nice to hear from a woman. <laughs> um, what else? I think, I think that's about all I yeah, got. Yeah, that's everything I got. 
little a, little short this week. But. There's a bit where uh, Alfred's dressing Bruce in this one, and she and he goes, "This should be just the thing for your meeting, Master Bruce. The suit you wear every day." Now he wasn't wearing the jacket. No, it's the brown suit with the with the mustard shirt, but he 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 stripped down to the vest, which mm-hmm. like looking so, Dick Tracy as hell, by the way. Yeah, looked a little different, but but still, you're right. It's the yeah. same suit. He just wasn't wearing the blazer. Uh, all right. Well, that's all I got. Uh, my yeah. kids love Batman thing is how uh, Bruce decides to suicide himself out of a bell tower to wake up out of the dream. That's pretty fucking brutal. You can even tell like they're cl- they're cutting it to make it look less like he's he's doing that. Like he runs at the uh, at the uh, bow or at the side of the balcony, but then they just cut to him plummeting through blackness, and it's very clear. Yeah. It's like okay, we got to do something because standards and practices ain't gonna allow this. Yeah, no. This if a kid just tuned in and doesn't have the context, they're just gonna think Batman's jumping off a building. Also, like, uh, what if it doesn't work? And mm-hmm. Bruce goes, "Then I'll see you in. Well, I can't say hell. I'll see you in your nightmares." Blazes. Yeah. <laughs> I but also uh actually this was Amanda's uh uh observation. Mm. She's like uh so what if it doesn't work? Batman doesn't value his life. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yep. I hadn't thought of it like that, but you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh you got a quote for us? I do have a quote. This is just a weird line Bruce says when he's about to get arrested. Mr. Wayne, your parents are very concerned about you. Please come with us. Very well. But not right now. Yeah, that was weird. Outside the outside the grappling hook store. Yeah, the old grappling hook, uh, the old grappling hook and Sherlock Holmes costume store. <laughs> Not a lot of call for it. No, most of the rest of the year it's a Halloween store, but you know, <laughs> those things spring up everywhere. Only in January, though. <laughs> R.I.P. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> when do I get to see uh, the Joker hold up in an abandoned spirit Halloween store? <laughs> I think I feel like he and the Scarecrow might fight over that one. Oh, I could definitely see that. I would absolutely love the entire premise of an episode, and it could be kind of funny, just mm-hmm. like two villains fighting over a, 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 a some kind of a themed hideout that overlaps both of their themes. I'm amazed no one's ever done that before. That's such a great concept. Yeah, that's just and Batman's kind of trapped in the middle of the of mm-hmm. the fight, but it's not really about him at all. What the hell is you guys' problem? Well, obviously, I wanted to set up in this abandoned amusement park. Yes, but it's all yes, but it's also an aquarium. <laughs> yes, but I killed the ticket taker, and that's basically dibs in our world. I don't know why I hang out with you, Joker. <laughs> you don't. I'm trying to murder you. We are not friends. Yeah. What are you oh, talking about? Uh, you do my... have to go back to Arkham now. You know that, right? I don't go to Arkham. I'm not crazy. Really? You think you're a bird? I don't think I'm a bird. I like birds, and I emulate birds. I am a bird cosplayer. There's nothing crazy about that. Oh, I let's don't go know. Ba- let's go back over that sentence you just said, shall we, listen, Oswald? Listen, Oswald. <laughs> All right. So nothing odd about anything I do. (laughs) Nope. Well, also, Batman, I'm your second most feared villain. (laughs) Never forget that. That's going to stick with me for a long time. Oh, yeah. His subconscious ranked them in order of fearfulness. And after the Joker, it was him. Just so scared of the penguin. What if he pokes me with his sharp umbrella? (laughs) He's got the exact same powers as an angry woman on an elevator. (laughs) Maybe he was bitten by a radioactive angry woman on an elevator. <laughs> Excuse me, madam. Can I help you? <laughs> oh, dear. I think I'll go run for mayor. <laughs> I know. I'll play the stinking city like a harp from hell. Yes, another thing penguins are known for doing. Uh, a harp from hell. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me, a harp from blazes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all for this time. Yeah. Next week, I do not remember the first one off the top of my head. I know the second one is the first part of uh, Robin's Reckoning, though. Uh, we are doing the Cape and Cowl Conspiracy. Ah, don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. So another another one where it's like, hmm, well, we'll find out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's all for this time. As I mentioned, we do have a Patreon. We don't talk about that very often, but now there is a very like concrete uh, reward for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hear us reviewing all of the directed video DC movies, and we will be doing one of those a month until we run out. And right now, sort of looking at our schedule of 
the main DCU and those, they were not about the same. Like the both of them are going to hold us about three years. So yeah. we're going to be at that for a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is patreon.com slash Algar. And again, I'm I'm changing the Patreon so that it's basically you donate at any tier. Like I, I'm not going to lock it behind a you can't afford it. You don't get it thing. It's just yeah. like give us give us anything. Give us a dollar and, and you can have that. Mm-hmm. So. And it's there, and it's it's just like this show. It's a full episode with a summary and discussion and all that. So, like, if you want to hear us, and and we did not care for the first one. We sure didn't. So if you miss us from the Star Trek show getting mad and, and exasperated every week mm-hmm. because we're excited again, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah, this is a real good We Got Pissed Off episode. Yeah, but I think we got some good comedy out of it. Yeah. So, so there's that. I mean, never forget Roland Swank. Wait, oh what was my his first God. name? Damon Swank. Damon Swank. Please. Yes. Damon Swank. <laughs> that one will also stick with me for a uh-huh. while. So, yes, please please check that out. Uh, our website is kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. We will be doing a mailbag episode. I'm not entirely sure when or how that's going to happen, but we will gather up all the mail and answer it. Uh Maybe between the break, between the regular Batman and the the new Batman, I'm not sure. It'll happen yeah. at some point, though. We'll figure it out. We've gotten enough good mail already that, like, I I definitely want to do it because we got some real good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, our listeners are great. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Algar. He is at Robot Matt, mm-hmm. and we will be back next week. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.